This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Academy Show podcast on the Blood Red channel. It's another huge week for Liverpool's double-chasing first team in their battle with Manchester City for the Premier League title, but it's just as big a week for the Reds' under-18 side, who will hope to win the first of two trophies of their own on Thursday night when they take on, you guessed it, Manchester City in the FA Youth Cup final at City's Academy Stadium at the Etihad campus. One look at the under-18's Premier League North table would suggest that Barry Lutis' team will be favourite to land Liverpool's first FA Youth Cup since 2007 but the Reds youngsters have certainly not been helped by their opponents and by the authorities when it comes to the scheduling of this match as the special guest of this podcast our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce will explain James also explained why the Reds' talisman and top scorer Bobby Duncan will be particularly fired up for the final why the side is much more than the admittedly brilliant strike partnership between Duncan and captain Paul Glatzel as well as praising the job Barry Lutus has done James is also full of praise for under-23 manager Neil Critchley, whose side round off their Premier League 2 campaign on Sunday when they welcomed Blackburn Rovers to Anfield, which could be Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's first match at the ground since suffering that terrible injury versus Roma. We'll have ticket details about that match and the FA Youth Cup final at the end of this podcast, but first up, here's my chat with James Pearce. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi James, thank you very much for joining me to preview Thursday night's FA Youth Cup final between Liverpool and of all clubs Manchester City. Obviously the focus at the moment is very much on the first team and, and the, this thrilling race for the Premier League title but this match, this final is a really big deal to the club I imagine. It's huge yeah, I think you, know, you have to go back to to 2007 for the last time Liverpool won the FA Youth Cup. It's been 10 years since they reached the final and um you know, this this is the pinnacle um, of academy football in this country. I think it's kind of, I think the FA Youth Cup is almost what the FA Cup was probably 20, 30, 40 years ago in terms of, you know, I think the, the importance of the FA Cup has certainly dwindled. But in, in academy football, the FA Youth Cup is, is still looked upon as the, the biggest prize that you can win. And Liverpool have had some, you know, some agonising near misses and early exits um, in you know unfortunate circumstances in recent years. But, you know, this this team under Barry Lutus have enjoyed a, a fantastic season. Um, you know, they went so close in the UEFA Youth League. You know, the heartache of going out on penalties um, in the knockout stages over in Zagreb. Um, you know, they were unlucky to go out of the, the Premier League Cup as well to, to Manchester United. But, you know, they're still banging the title race, much like Jurgen Klopp's side. And they've got... Um, a big cup final against Manchester City on Thursday night. You can't pick a winner in the Premier League first team title race. A Liverpool favourites for this Youth Cup final, you know, people like myself look at the table, Liverpool are obviously higher up than City or do you think it's it's, it's going to be a close affair? I think it's almost a 50-50 shout. I think, um, you know, if it was at Anfield, I'd I'd certainly have Liverpool as as favourites. But, you know, the, the fact that I think City have got the home advantage, they've also had the, you know, the better preparations for it. Um, you know, Liverpool weren't happy about the scheduling of this of this game. Um, initially, they were expecting the final to take place in May, um, and then you know, City wouldn't budge. They they were insistent on on this Thursday night. It, you know, it went to the FA with Liverpool explaining that they were in Dallas for the Dallas Cup last week, um, and you know, fully expecting the FA to come back and say, "Well, yeah, of, of course you can't come back from Dallas on the Tuesday and play the FA Youth Cup on a final on the Thursday," but. The FA sided with Manchester City, and and it's been a bit of a logistical nightmare for the Reds. Really, um, you know, I think 
the FA certainly haven't done them any favours. I think um, you know the, the reasons they were given was that one was that there's an England the 17s get together. Um, I think next week that they wanted to get the final played before then, and also the fact that this Thursday night suited BT Sport, who are broadcasting the game live. So um, you know that forced Liverpool to make some you know big decisions. Essentially, what it meant was they had to play weakened teams over in Dallas at the Dallas Cup, resting their main players ahead of the Youth Cup final. And then rather than staying in Dallas until this week, they actually flew back early last Friday at great expense. So um, I think all of that just adds a bit of extra motivation for the, the youngsters going into this one. Most definitely. It's a shame as well. It's, it's just a one-off game, isn't it? You know, growing up, like me, me and you, you... you used to watching these over two legs at the, the rival grounds. Yeah, I, I, again, I suppose it's a sign of, you know, of, of how packed the schedule is and, and trying to find room for, but I think it is a shame. I think it's, and it's more so disappointing for this crop of players that, you know, they, they, they won't have had one of those really big occasions at Anfield because um, I know they played the, the semi-final against Watford at Anfield, but you know, that even that was having to be squeezed in and it was, you know, it was on the same day that the first team were away at Fulham um, it was only played a couple of hours before that game, which you know obviously had a big impact in terms of the the crowd that they got at Anfield for that. So that that's been one kind of nagging shame from this run: the fact that because Anfield wasn't available earlier on in the in the run, obviously they've they've played elsewhere. Um, and then you know the, at least you know if, if the final had been two legged, they would have had you know what would have been a you know a massive night at Anfield. I think you could have been looking at a crowd of eight ten thousand, which you know this this team is that good that they they would have deserved a night like that. So, yeah, a little bit of a shame that they won't get that experience. Um, and then and I suppose added to it the fact that City have decided to schedule the final at their academy stadium rather than the Etihad, um, just just across the road. Because you know, I think I think a showpiece final like this should be played in a in a first team arena. Um, so yeah, that's that's a shame. But you know, in saying that. You know, if if those young Liverpool players get their hands on the trophy on Thursday night, I, I don't think they'll really care where the game has taken place. You mentioned the pack schedule there. After this one, they've got two league games left, and if Liverpool can win those two, there's every chance they'll actually win the the Premier League title, the under 18s title as well. Yeah, well, I mean, talking of kind of interesting parallels with the first team, they um, you know they actually they actually got a favour off Manchester United at the weekend. Manchester United beating Derby, the title race under 18 level was in their hands. So. Um, yeah, it means they're now three points behind Derby with a, a game in hand. Still got to play Middlesbrough and they've still got to play Man City again in the league. Um, so and I know they've been trying to rearrange the game against Middlesbrough on Saturday because as it stands, it was a Saturday morning kickoff you know, very soon after what will be an, an intense and energy-sapping FA Youth Cup final on the Thursday night. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously... City and Liverpool have only played each other once at under 18 levels so far this season. I think that was back in October time when, um, you know, in fact, Bobby Duncan popped up with a, a last minute winner. So it was uh, it was tight on that occasion. And I think, you know, speaking to the staff at the academy this week, they they think this one, you know, this final will be, will be you know, it'll, again, it'll be one of those ones decided by very fine margins. You mentioned Bobby Duncan there, the goal scorer back earlier in the season. Particularly, I imagine he particularly would be fired up for this match, given his uh, his past history with City. Yeah, I think probably the biggest task for Liverpool's academy staff this week will be trying to ensure that he channels all that emotion <laughs> in in the right way and 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 doesn't you know do anything silly and uh, you know because when he when he got the winner that day against City earlier on in the season, it's uh, 
I was at Kirby that day and his celebrations took him, let's just say, quite close to the city bench while shushing, while shushing them. And uh, I think you know, a couple of Liverpool staff members uh, stepped in and ensured the celebrations didn't continue quite as far as the city bench. Um, so, uh, so yeah, ma- you know, a massive night for him, um, which I'm, I'm sure, you know, he'll feel completely vindicates his decision to um, to make the career choice he did was that you know he I think um, there's been a lot of excitement around Bobby Duncan this season and I know the the staff at Kirby had tried to keep a lid on it in terms of you know they don't want young players to be overhyped but you know you'd have to say he he has certainly lived up to the hype Bobby Duncan you know there was there was always going to be a spotlight on him because of the fact that he's Steven Gerrard's cousin but you know I think he scored 31 goals across the different age groups this season um a magnificent return and uh you know it was it was a big call by him because you know if effectively by sitting tight like he did when city wouldn't release his registration initially um you know he he you know he effectively kind of it, it cost him a year of of you know a, a key part in his development you know he ended up last season spending a lot of time training with Wigan Athletics first team under Paul Cook and um, you know, I know he was really impressed with Bobby Duncan, but you know he was waiting, and because he was, you know, he was so determined that he would go to his boyhood club to Liverpool and and, and prove that he they could he could make make a name for himself. And I think he just felt that at Man City there wasn't the pathway through to the first team. And we, you know, you, you have to look at you know, the likes of Jaden Sancho, and there's been been others as well who have become disillusioned and gone elsewhere in search of opportunities and. Um, you know, Bobby Duncan. You know, he'd already had the opportunity to to train at Melwood on a number of occasions under under Klopp this season. Um, you know, of course, he's had you know a bit of exposure to the under twenty threes as well. Um, so yeah, it certainly paid off for him and, and paid off for Liverpool. When you think, and I think Bobby Duncan only cost Liverpool in the end about two hundred thousand pound in terms of compensation. Uh, you know, an absolute snip for a player who is the most prolific goal scorer at the academy, and certainly. You know his double act with Paul Glatzel, the captain, is is the is the main reason I'd say why Liverpool, Liverpool under 18s find themselves in in this position because I think it's 59 goals they've wow. got between them this season. You know that that firepower has been been absolutely crucial, and um, I know the staff have worked really really hard with Bobby Duncan as well on improving. You know because he, he is a he's a goal scorer, a very you know a natural goal scorer in almost like the Robbie Fowler mould, but. You know they've worked with him on other parts of his game, and um, certainly seen a big improvement in him over the course of the season in terms of holding the ball up, getting his head up. You know he's, he's you know he's he's been a real creative force for the under 18s as well, rather than just a a goal scorer. So um, yeah, Glatzel's actually been injured for you know the best part of a month. I know he didn't go to Dallas with the squad last week, um, but you know the, the last I heard was that they were pretty optimistic um, he would be past fit. And you know the same at the other end of the pitch, Yaros, the the young Czech goalkeeper who's had a really really good season. Um, you know he damaged his ankle in the in the UEFA uh, youth league defeat to Zagreb on penalties, and uh, he he hasn't played since. So you know maybe a few concerns about rustiness at both ends of the field, but um, you know Yaros as well f- from from all the reports seem to be that he'll be past fit. That's good news. Just a final one on the under 18s and a word for the manager. You know, it's his first season in charge and what a season he's enjoying, Barry Lutus. Yeah, I think Barry Lutus deserves absolutely massive credit for the season he's overseen. I think you talk about people having big boots to fill. They don't get much bigger than trying to trying to take over the reins from, from Steven Gerrard, who, you know, was 
such a big personality and you know this iconic figure who had such a a huge impact at the academy during his time in in working in the youth ranks there and then you know Barry Lutus his route had been you know completely different you know it was a I know speaking to Alex Inglethorpe about Lutus's appointment that you know they looked far and wide for a potential successor to Gerard and then decided the best man for the job was right under their nose really Barry Lutus who worked with the the younger age groups at the academy um right up from kind of 10s and 12s upwards to 16s um and, and Alex Inglethorpe believed in Barry Lutus and decided to give him this platform and um yeah he's been an absolute revelation you know he's a He's been a you know an absolute joy to deal with media wise over the course of the season, and you can see the players absolutely love playing for him. Um, you know he's got them playing this really exciting brand of of attacking football, um, and you know it's you know it's, there's always that fine balance, isn't there, to striking academy football between development and winning winning trophies, and you know I've, and I you know and I know he's been philosophical when you know the other. Uh, competitions haven't quite gone their way and you know they've they've had some knocks along the way but um you know it'd be great for not only for the players but for Barry Lutus if Liverpool could could get over the line in this FA Youth Cup final and hopefully as well in the league because um you know I think it would be recognition for um for the job he's done um you know there's there's been so many standout performers in that that team this season I think um you know Duncan and Glatzel have obviously you know, probably bagged most of the headlines in terms of our echo coverage. But you know, another young player that I'd, I'd definitely pick out would be Reese Williams, the, the centre half. Who, um, you know, I think if you were looking at a player who's improved more than anyone over the course of the season, he would be absolutely nailed on for that. Um, you know, he's, he's he's really really grown in stature, and I know they've been showing him videos of Virgil Van Dijk and and um, they, you know all, all that studying and analysis seems to be doing the trick because um, you know he, he wears the number four shirt as well and and he is Liverpool under 18s Virgil van Dijk in terms of uh, you know he's the leader the organiser of that back line you know, he wins his battles he's very very calm with the ball at his feet um, and he's had a fantastic few months from you know being rewarded with his first professional contract for the club in February um, right through to his maiden call up and making his debut for England under 18s um, and now for him, you know, with the TV cameras there, BT Sports showing Thursday night's FA Youth Cup final, um, you know, I, I really hope kind of he grasps the opportunity as well to, you know, on the big stage to show what he's capable of because, um, you know, there's a lot more to this under-18s team than, than just the front two of Duncan and Glatzel. Definitely. Fans will be watching either at the game itself or on BT Sports. And then there's the first team game on Friday, potentially another under-18s game on Saturday. But just got to ask you about the game that's taking place at Anfield on Sunday, the under-23s, you know. I suppose they've had to play second fiddle in terms of like the limelight this season, given the season uh, the under-18s are having. But I, I looked, if they actually beat Blackburn at Anfield on Sunday, they could finish as high as second again for the second season running. Yeah, and, and I think you'd have to mention Neil Critchley in the same breath as Barry Lutus in terms of an academy coach who has done an exceptional job over the course of the season. Um, it, I think that the under-23s job is probably the most difficult job you can have at the academy because you just never know what kind of squad you're going to have game to game, week to week. You know, there's There's times when Neil Critchley finds out four, five, six hours before a game what his squad's going to be. And, you know, essentially it's a, a mishmash of you know, players who have been training at Melwood but aren't required for first team duty dropping down, you know, a quite a small nucleus of twenty three players who are based at the academy and then a few players coming up from the eighteens. So 
um, yeah, in really difficult circumstances, I think they've had a, a good season. I mean, you think you know, they had, they operated without a centre forward for quite a big chunk of the season earlier on. Um, you know, and you think of how good that under twenty threes team could be if if you didn't have the likes of you know Ryan Kent and and Harry Wilson and Ovi Ajari are out on loan. Um, so uh, so yeah, they, you know, they they've never really looked like kind of winning silverware this season but they've had a really really strong run I think they've gone 13 games unbeaten until relatively recently and um, you know even even this week Monday night they were up at Ibrox playing against Stephen Gerrard's Rangers side and uh, left Stephen Gerrard absolutely fuming I think at <laughs> half time and they yeah. were 3-0 up and then 4-0 up early in the second half before uh, Gerrard took off some of the experienced players threw on some hungry Rangers youngsters who ended up pegging them back to 4-4 but um yeah, you know, you know the the front three up there was was Ben Woodburn, Rafa Camacho, and Curtis Jones. All three of them on on target. And then you'd imagine this Sunday with the game being at Anfield, um, you know, you'd like to think that we might see Alex Oxley Chamberlain as well. You know, of course, that would be his first outing at Anfield since um, since he suffered that horrible injury against Roma a year ago. So um, yeah, and you know, and you factor in you know the likes of Kajana Hoover is obviously had a, a fantastic season as well. Um, there's been a lot to admire about the under-23s and, yeah, hopefully they can they can sign off on a high because, uh, yeah, in difficult circumstances, I think Neil Critchley should be very proud of the job he's done this season. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Tickets for the FA Youth Cup final must be purchased in advance and at the time of recording this podcast, Liverpool had fewer than 200 tickets remaining. The only way you can get a ticket now is by popping down to the ticket office by 2pm on the day of the game, which is Thursday, April 25th. Season ticket holders and members can gain access free of charge, but they still must secure their ticket in advance. Otherwise, tickets cost £3 for adults and £1 for over 65, 17-year-olds and under-17s. Kickoff is 7.45pm and if you can't get along to City's Academy stadium the match is being shown live on bt sport and as james mentioned the under 18 scheduled league match at home to middlesbrough this saturday april 27th has now sensibly been rearranged for saturday may 4th with a 12 30 p.m kickoff the under 23s final game of the premier league two season takes place at anfield on sunday april 28th against blackburn rovers with a 4 p.m kickoff season ticket holders and members can gain free admission but must still secure their tickets in advance otherwise tickets cost three pound for adults and one pound for over 65s, young adults and juniors. Tickets can be purchased online until 1pm on Friday, April 26 and in person from the ticket office until 3pm on Saturday, April 27th. For more details, see the club's official website. Right, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for joining me and we'll be back on Thursday with the Blood Red podcast when we will know if Manchester United have done Jurgen Klopp's side a huge favour. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.